experience the games and just um, tap your mic. That's good. Yeah, that should all be good. Sweet. We're on. Okay. We ready? Yeah. Just working out what annoying repetitive noise I can make. Yeah. <laughs> just something that's, yeah. Greg likes to do that. Clear his throat. Um, Liam's a tapper. I feel like I don't, I feel like I just missay my words. Tapper, but I didn't bring noisy shoes. Well, we'll just tap you. Hey? <laughs> Guys, we have Courtney here with us today. I'm, I'm Liam. I've just. Liam with no beard and <laughs> three times CrossFit Games athlete Courtney Haley. <laughs> no big deal. Um, we thought we'd do a little Q and A with you, Courtney. Um, so, I mean, as everybody knows, you've been to the games multiple times. I think um, you know that experience is very. It's a very rare experience that you know you get to be kind of a part of, like especially. You know, for a lot of people in the gym, it seems very foreign. So we thought we'd get like a bit of insight on your experience because you've been three times. Yeah, what was the first year you went? So 2015 as a team and then 2018 and 19 as individual. Yeah. And when you went as a team versus when you went as an individual, how was that experience different? Yeah, so 2015 as a team was within my first year of CrossFit. Yeah, so first year of CrossFit at the games, guys. Not bloody <laughs> my, bad. My one year anniversary of CrossFit, I think, was at the games. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I was pretty fresh to it. Yeah. Um, Surely, it would have been more fun in a team for your first time. Yeah. Have did some you support. did you like understand the magnitude of like? Like, you know, I, I think I definitely understood that it was the big event for the sport. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I remember, you know, obviously it being the one year when I'd started CrossFit was right around the 2014 Games time and everyone in the gym was talking about what's going on and it was when Kara had just pulled out. Because of her jaw, jaw yeah. Um, so that was, you know, all anyone was talking about in the gym. So, you know, straight up day one found out what the CrossFit Games was. Um, but yeah, definitely the team environment is really fun. It's more laid back. Um, even the competitors are, you know, a bit more open to chatting and everything. Um, whereas individual everyone's in their zone and they're so focused and you don't really go and make a whole bunch of friends during games week competing because everyone's got their plan that they're following. Everyone is stressed out. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. almost like when you go to a local comp or remember back in the day when it was like, there was a lot of individual comps. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a lot of like conversing and there wasn't a lot of talking until maybe like towards the back end. Whereas you go to comps now and they're all like pairs and teams. Yeah. It's just like so much fun and energy and there's like there's less stress on you and you don't um, you don't worry as much. Yeah. Maybe it's the same at the games but on a bigger level. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, we definitely didn't expect to qualify for the games as a team. I think we were moderately surprised to make regionals and then extremely surprised to qualify for the games. Had you guys like done much preparation? Know, Brent Paxton is a bit of a stallion. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much carried the whole team. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I mean, we definitely did a lot of preparation after qualifying. <coughs> yeah. Between regionals and the game. Yeah. Um, we hadn't. So it was qualification for regionals was based off your individual scores in the open. Yeah. So there was no like you know you have to do team training to yeah. qualify. Yeah. Um, we did do definitely also prep for regionals. Yeah. Um, we took that fairly seriously. Got shirts made up and everything. Very official. <laughs> Got to have the shirt, otherwise it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. And then you know obviously travelled down as a team and everything for regionals. Um, had our you know working pairs worked out for all the different workouts. And yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah, there's definitely prep that went into it. Yeah. Um, but I mean at that stage. Pretty much everyone on that team would have just been doing the class workout, which very closely followed CrossFit.com main site. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then you obviously went to the games as a team. How did you guys go when you got there? I think we came 30th. Out of? 40. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not bad for not expecting to be there at various stages along the way. Hey, that's a C minus. <laughs> that's hey, a pass. That's pretty darn good <laughs> no. if you ask me. It's <laughs> perfectly acceptable for people who pretty much just up yeah, to have absolutely. As possible. Yeah. Um, were you the who? Are, what other Australian teams was there? Was it Schwartz? Oh, who qualified that year? Uh, but you don't remember if you were oh like. God, was it only three at so that we point? Third at region. No, sorry. Yeah. Third at regionals. Yeah. It was three. It was the top three at that yeah. point. Because it wasn't there a point where there was. Was it at five was individuals? Five, yeah. yeah. Mm. 2015 was that the year that the famous sled pull handstand push-up no, one with Josh Bridges and no, I Matt? think that would have been 2014 or yeah. Uh, I never watched any team stuff. No offense. It's just it was such a mess. It, hey. was, it was the first Murph year, I believe. Oh, oh that was the was that the Murph that Cara did and she looked drunk yeah. at the, on the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Murph? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I remember watching watching that happen in real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, I have a vivid memory of being yeah. there for pretty, that. I'm pretty sure that's a real memory, not watching it on a screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, watching like, was it six people in the team? Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's six just, like, back then. That's watching right. six people on the team, and it's like on TV or on your little computer that you're watching it. It's just like, oh, I just can't follow. Yeah, um, it, it was definitely a little confusing. And it turned into a lot of partner things. So mm. they'd break the teams into two people going at a time mm. or into just the girls or just the boys. Mm. There was definitely a lot less, you know, whole team synchro or the various things you can do with the fours. Mm. I wonder if they'd ever go to pairs. I don't know. Like, is teams such a big thing now that it's like they're making money from it or that they're still experimenting? I don't feel like pairs gives you much that you can't do in a team <coughs> competition because they do so much pairs anyway. Yeah, like it's it's already ba- it's basically you know basically pairs basically pairs, but with occasional worm. Yeah, and four people do it, you know. Well, six to four six was to the four. best thing ever. Yeah, I think that was a good adjustment. Um, the guys that you went on the team with, who who were they? Who was on your team? So the guys were um, Matt McKenzie, yeah. Brent Paxton, and Tristan Lee. Yeah. And then the girls, um, we had Beck and Kate. Yeah. yeah, cool. And um, are they, have they continued on like you have? Um, so obviously Kate's still competing. Yeah, she yeah. competed at Torian this year. Yeah, she did. As an um, individual? Yeah, no. as an in- No. Team. Team. She did go as team. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. She was team. Frankston. 
and then they almost qualified. I think they were one spot out, right? Just one spot out for qualifying as a team. And of the guys, I don't think any are actively competing. But they still participate. Um, but doing CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. So 2015 was first games as a team. When was first individual? Uh, 2018. And of training. And was there a point where you were like, I'm going to go individual? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much after 2015, we got back. And I think some people moved around gyms and things, or some people got injured and we weren't going to have a team for the next year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll not go down and start doing more than the class workout. I'll yeah. start, start doing some extra work and see if I can, you know, get a little bit fitter. Um, much I think we were doing like the there was always the Wednesday night barbell club sort mm-hmm. of extra session mm. um, but still mainly following the class workout um, kind of didn't have long right between realizing oh we're not going to have a team together you know during like the open yeah to okay well I'll go to regionals as an individual is not you know the longest time spent to get some training in yeah um, and then that regionals came seventh yeah, so you still went to re- you, the next year in 2016, you went as an individual to regionals. regionals yeah. yeah. I came seventh at that regional, regional, which was a top five to qualify regional, mm. which definitely shocked me then because I had not been, you know, seriously training towards that for a long time. And I did not think I would be up there with like the top 10 at a regional. Mm. I was very fresh to CrossFit and just really didn't have competition experience. Um, and then was like, oh, wow, okay, well, if I'm, you know, decently good at this, let's, you know, proper knuckle down, get on a serious program, mm-hmm. I'll train a whole bunch, you know, do multiple hours per day. Um, and the next two came seventh again. <laughs> so no! Massively up my training. I'd was it the same this. women that were in front of you? Like there were a couple of obviously like Tia and Kara were still there, yeah. but then it was like um, um, but the the like last one or two sort of spots always shuffle. Um, I just was so disappointed. Yeah, that, like, that's got to be hard. The two years getting the same result, you just have a massively different spots based on your expectations going in, right? Because going in with absolutely no expectations, really not that much fitness. Um, and the main thing is just not that many hours of work that mm. we're in. You're like, oh, seventh, cool, that's awesome. Mm. And then you dedicate your life for the next year to, I'm going to get fitter and actually do this. Um, and you come seventh again. It's like, am I no fitter? Like, mm. I feel fitter. You personally know the, the amount of work you put in over them 12 months, so you must think either one of two things, I'm shit, or... Mm. I put so much work in and all these other girls did as well. Mm. And you're still beating everyone from eighth onwards. Yeah. You know? I suppose that's the... I feel like at that point, like 2015, 2016, 2017, is when people were like taking it really seriously. I mean, personally for me, I had some very specific things I was upset with. Like the previous year, I had struggled with the ring muscle-ups. I'd always had trouble on the really long straps that they had at regionals because they also had them set really wide. Mm. They're just wider than your standard non-ring setup. Um, And I had gone and like worked on my ring muscle-ups heaps for that whole year and I went back to regionals and I still had a problem on those straps 
with the ring moss love. So there are a couple of things where I was just like, geez. Mm. Like, I really thought I had nailed that year of prep. And there were still holes in the game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so then, okay, we came seventh again in 2017. What changed in 2017 to 2018? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot? No. Do you think think that when you got onto the competition floor, you were maybe more prepared for competition? I mean, a little bit. So I, I don't really feel like... I needed to learn to compete in CrossFit because I've had so many years of high pressure competition as a gymnast. Mm. And to me, gymnastics competition is way higher pressure than CrossFit competition. I mean, I feel like it's life and death with gymnastics. <laughs> it kind of is. And it's also just like you get one chance to go up, you do your routine, you mess up, you messed up, you yeah. do poorly. Like in CrossFit, sure, there are some of the one rep max lifts maybe you know you have to make it or you don't yeah but if it's you know an amrap it's a 15 minute amrap and you go out too hard in the first minute like okay slow down you'll be fine yeah it's like you can you can find ways around it you can keep going yeah and so recoverable but there are very few crossfit workouts that will really be as high stakes Mm. so definitely you know, it's a different environment, but I almost had to learn to G myself up a bit more for mm. CrossFit events because I was so used to being as calm as possible um, that I had to, you know, work out how to get a bit excited before a CrossFit event because you're about to go out and, you know, you need a little bit of extra adrenaline for a heavy lift or something yeah. like that. So it was almost the opposite in terms of, oh my gosh, you know, big stage nerves mm. was more... Like amping yourself like up. Use the crowd and everything. Yeah. CrossFit crowds get so involved in the event. Yeah. I, I think programming did step up a bit. We definitely had a decent strength focus because um, mm-hmm. that's always been, I guess, my weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. Did you find that the programming between when you came seventh for the second time? And when you qualified the programming at regionals, was that the difference? The actual workout. Or was it the work that you put in? Because obviously the workouts were different mm. and the programming could sway more towards, hey, you actually won an event that had handstand walks in it or you sort of, they didn't have any shining star yeah. workouts for you. I feel like 2018 me could have qualified doing either year's events. The, the 2017 or 2018. Yeah. So I, it wasn't I the event. You were 100% I think it was the programming. I think I was just so over it. I just went in so determined. You wanted it more. I am just, this is happening. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, okay, so 2018 rolls around. You win. Uh, you What did you come? Third? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. So that must have been the year. Because that was the last official. Five. Yeah, yeah last was, official that was regionals. Regional, yeah. Yeah. That was, um, how did you feel about them taking away regionals? Oh, my gosh. No, like, not good. Not good. Like, that there are not was, many that people that did. That was the thing you train for, right? Yeah. regardless of whether or not you qualified for the games, everyone prepared for regionals. It was the event in CrossFit in Australia. I think it was achievable. Not achie- No, it wasn't achievable, but it yeah. was more achievable. Absolutely. For a lot more people. So many people could aim to qualify for regionals. Mm. And at the same event, you would have the people aiming to qualify for the game. Yeah. 
um, but everyone is involved in that process and it makes it a much bigger community event because yeah. so many more people know someone at their gym that's either trying to qualify for regionals or is a regionals athlete and mm. for that to be a big thing is better for the sport yeah um, do you still think that now in 2021 you got like Torian Pro and you got the other ones that you can qualify for so you got more options Pro will be the regionals yeah yeah, it, it's it's trying to be regionals again, just run by an independent party. Yeah, yeah it's just a private but event now. Now you can qualify through different streams. So, like, there are a few people I know that have flown to China so and qualified at an event there. Can't oh, you can't do no. that anymore. Um, you could a year ago. Yeah. Um, but now you, if you're an Australian citizen, Korean Pro is your event. Okay, so you, you have. Is there not another one in Australia? No. Is there oh, no down there's under? There's only one for us. There was. Yeah. It was a sanctional. It's not it's there gone. anymore. Um, if you're in, say, the US and you qualify for your semi final, you get to pick which one you go to, but you can't go to multiple or anything like that. Yeah, so. So it's not like when it was sanctionals and you could, like. So I went over to Cape Town. Yeah. Started 2019. Yeah. Um, and that was amazing. That was great. Um, yeah, that's so not a long way away at all. Cape Town. <laughs> Everywhere's a long way from Australia. Where was I meant to go? I'm pretty sure Cape Town's like the furthest you can get from Australia. Though, yeah, right? Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a big ocean. ocean. <laughs> it's not as bad as going to the States. But yeah, how was that? That was probably the most fun I have had competing. Maybe equal with the 2019 Torium Pro. That was a very, very fun event. Um, but Fittest in Cape Town would have been the best run competition I have ever been to, including the CrossFit Games. Were you the only Australian person there? No, there were quite a few. So Carly Menzies from, I think she's from Perth. Yes, um, I know that name. As yeah. well. Um, and then some of the guys were there. So like James, James Newbury was over there competing. Yeah. With, um, as well. Um, Simone Arthur was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we had quite a few people. Um, and it was, yeah, good to have an Aussie contingent, but just the event was very professionally run, but also like had a family atmosphere sort of feel like the organizers would have a chat to the athletes like, oh, would you like the bus after this event to go back to the stadium? Or would you like it to go back to the beach for the next event? Mm. Like, and just change things based on what you guys need athletes it. needs and everything like that. That was so accommodating. Everything was very professional. All of the judging was incredibly professional. Um, and they had a really fun way of programming. So they would announce a bit about every event you'd think you'd know what the event was and then mm. just before it was like that happen, 400 meter run yeah, they announced a 400 meter run 400 meter sprint 400 yes. meter sprint 400 meter sprint so you think all right yeah and it turns out to be okay no the the whole competition for context was at an athletics track with a rig set up in the middle mm. so you think okay 400 meters around the athletics track for time no they bus everyone offside to one of the national parks and they say, okay, you're going in these heats and we're just gonna tell you to go. You're gonna run up this trail. Somewhere along the trail, there is a sandbag. Pick it up, carry it till someone tells you to put it down and then keep running to the finish. So it was very unknown. Yeah. I love was, that shit. Great. I love it. That's cool. It's, yeah, it's like, like that, but just every event had something. Yeah. And it was just so much fun. 
Oh, that's good. Mm. So, was that where you qualified or? Uh, well, complicated. I could have, but no. So that was the year where you had a few different ways you could qualify. You could qualify by being uh, in the top, I think, 40? From the Open? 20 in the Open, but all the national champions taken out. So Mm. it ended up being around 40 or something was the mark through the Open. You could win a sanctional, Mm. or you could, um, I think that's it, national champion through the Open, top 20 after national champions through the Open, or winning a sanctional. So... In January 2019 is when Fittest in Cape Town was, mm. and I came fourth. Mm. Um, and then there was the Open yep. in Feb March. Yep. And during the Open, um, the three people above me qualified. So that would technically take them so out. then that would take them out, and I would have qualified through Fittest in Cape Town. But later on, someone also went team. So I end up qualifying through the open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so you're moving up the thing, in yeah. Cape Town, right? And then later on I did down under and I could have qualified from down under, but I already had a spot through the open. So it didn't so matter. Lindsay Vaughan got my spot through down under yeah. and Michelle Morand got my spot from Cape Town. Yeah. It was messed up that year. Like no but, one understands the mm. qualification but then process it, from that year. 2019, then it didn't end up happening. It did. It did. It did it happened? Yeah, 2020 did. Oh, 2020 was the, one. Was the yeah. one that didn't happen. So 2019 yeah. happened, and that was the first one with cups. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And how did you feel about that? <laughs> uh, I know. I know some people are pretty outspoken on this, and they're saying, you know, if you can't handle cuts, mm. you know, you're not going there as an athlete to compete. Mm. Um, and. I don't necessarily have a problem with cuts. I don't think the aggressive style of cuts that they did that year worked. Mm. Um, and I can get into why from like a statistical perspective. And probably we'll be talking about that for way too long. 60 minutes on statistics. Yeah, <laughs> But for me, um, I would have appreciated notice of the cuts because I had family spend a lot of money mm. did you guys not know you were going to get cut did not know we were getting cut oh that's annoying yeah so i had family spend a lot of money to fly over there to stay with me yeah coming to watch me compete right yeah. like they are not crossfit fanatics yeah when did you get cut i got cut in the cut from 30 to 20 which was after the run five events after mary um, so that was after the run after the run after and then mary. Mary. oh that's so you got yeah, so I got through five out of, I think, 11. <clears throat> so I got a reasonable way through the competition. So that was the one with the running, rope climb, squat snatch. Yep. And then they cut half the field. And then but then there was still 100 people yeah. in the field. And then they did the row, dumbbell, push, press, handstand walk. Yep. And, and then they, they cut, cut it again. 50, so and then they really cut it to the real CrossFit Games, I guess. And then they cut it to 50. And then went 40, 30, 20, 10. Yeah. But my problem with it is... Okay, so you're cutting every single event. You're not actually giving people a chance to make a significant move mm. in that space of time, right? So, okay, you cut after one event to 75, after two events to 50, after three events to 40, after four events to 30, okay? If you're in 30th, going into event five, there is no way you're going to make up enough points in one event 
to get inside the top 20, right? You might as well have just cut those extra people already. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm in agreement. I think, oh, I think you should have known that there was going to be a cut because I know that probably a lot of people would have been like, oh, well, you know, I was going to go for the experience, but now I'm only going to get, I'll probably only get through one workout. Is it worth going? Yeah. You know, I think that year was paying poorly, all that money. That year was poorly managed, and I think it was probably inappropriate cuts. But but they didn't know how to handle. Like they just had an announcement that they're going to do national champion. Yeah. And I don't think they fully thought. Well, that yeah, about I, I, I think the they take on the criticism that they get, but they still try and rectify that. They no, it was the right thing. But then next year they do it way better. But they knew that they did it poorly. And they just try to acknowledge it by doing it better next time, but they don't say that they did anything wrong. They didn't admit wrongdoing. I mean, yeah. they did. They did come out and say fairly soon afterwards um, that they would have at least two events before doing the first cut the next time. <laughs> well, like that. I think that's eh, as imagine going all the way there and you're yeah. getting cut after 15 minutes. Well, <sighs> my thing is, is it's like also as CrossFit, you have a range of things that you have an opportunity to be good yeah. at you could come last no in a workout no and come still first. come top 10 at yeah. least and you don't get that opportunity overall, yeah i mean hmm. so no one, so we touched a barbell once before top 20 yeah see that's to me that doesn't seem that did well i mean they don't do it anymore which is great but that seems unreasonable to me because the whole point is to be judged over a vast range of things and if you're just average at one you get cut before you even have an opportunity to be able to display something yeah. that you might be better at. Well, and we I mean, ran two or three times. <laughs> so much running. Yeah. Well, <laughs> running is the yes. most, uh, what did I say, primitive form of transportation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's accurate. I mean, if you look at the decathlon in the Olympic Games, mm-hmm. it's all running. Mm. Running in this, running in that, running and jumping, running yeah. and throwing. Um, so I think running is a very big part of fitness. Um, even though there's sexy ski machines and bikes and stuff now, but yeah. running is like your body only. Yeah. Just like swimming, but you can't have five swimming events. Yeah. Why not? If you can have five running events. Well, because he's <laughs> like, can we have five swimming events? That'd be great. <laughs> I have five swimming events yeah. and five running events. I. No, but they wouldn't do that because I, I too many people can't swim. <laughs> but everyone can run I to some degree. I understand the perspective of you know running. 5k is totally different to having a 400 meter sprint but swimming 5k is also totally different to having a mm. like yeah. a 50 meter sprint yeah. or something like that yeah. um so you know it's, i think it's everyone fun. has the ability to run no matter where you live whereas if you not everyone has the ability to swim in the ocean yeah, yeah it's true that's what i mean like it's like some people can die if they can't swim but everybody can put one foot in front of the other and <laughs> run depending on the heat conditions. Um, and then you went one more time or was that your last time? No, no, that was, the cuts was the last one, yeah. um, 2019. And then I came back and I was pretty pooped. I'd been training a lot for a very long time. Um, so the games was in August. And I think had, I always have at least two weeks off, um, somewhere between two to four weeks to kind of reset post games would have taken me into September. And then by November, we had Touring Pro mm. and Weightlifting Nationals Yep. Um, within about a week of each other. Yeah. And it was also the Open. <sighs> oh, this, that was the yeah, year that they changed year, it. That was the late Open, ready for oh. the next year. So I had all those things at the same time.
same time and I remember so week five of the open was the opener workout for Friday Night Lights yep. um, at Torian. Yep. And the week before that was weightlifting nationals, mm -hmm. I think, or week before, week before. Um, and I just got so sick, like just before weightlifting nationals. I remember doing like the max out day the weekend before that went really well, hit PBs, it's good. everything's happy, peaking off the nationals, boom, next day, get sick. Um, so I, I show up at nationals, sick, lift terribly, have to like bring everything back and then I come back up here and heading into Torian and the last week of the Open, I'm just still so sick. Um, Did you start COVID? <laughs> I was about to say, you couldn't go to nationals yeah, sick that. now, yeah. had it never happened. Yeah, right. um, no, I think that was a bit too early for COVID. You know, COVID, COVID patient zero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just my body was like, what no. are you doing? I need a break. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's cool. Let's get through these comms and then I'll have, you know, until after Christmas off to reset and everything. Um, and do the and open again. I came back after Christmas and I was still pooped. I was just like, I'm not ready to train. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I thought it would be a few weeks and it turned into about 18 months of just doing, going do through the motions, special, go through the class workout, just kind of chill, live Get life, your head back in the game, start some sports outside of CrossFit, pay attention to things that aren't work and training. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been 18 months issue of that. And then I think in um, quarterfinals this year was when I was finally like, I'm ready I'm to switch my brain back into gear and actually, you know, keep my brain into gear and get going. Yeah. And so you ended up... <laughs> Pause. So you ended up um, getting through the quarterfinals and just, just getting into Torian. <laughs> yeah. And how did I, you... I was a backfill invite. I was a... Someone went, team, thank you. Yay. Um, were you actually the last or? No, a few people went team. So I think there were maybe two people after me, no. but I definitely Nailed was one of the Nailed people it. waiting yeah. for the whole team quarterfinal process to happen and then people to officially Yeah, decide. what a stressful wait, hey. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, like, I had kind of only just recently decided I was going to pick up training again anyway, so I wasn't expecting to be. And you guys were going to go team. But not in the qualifying section of Torium Pro. What do you mean? So, so we were aiming to compete as a team and then didn't quite qualify from quarterfinals to the division of Torium Pro. That, that would get you to the games. Team. That's what you missed out just. Yeah, so yeah. I ended up making Torium Pro as an individual just. Yeah. And then the rest of the team competed in the team division. But, but we weren't teams. on the pro teams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, you went to Torian, and how was your experience at this Torian versus 2019 or whenever it was, the last one? It was good. Yeah. Um, it's still a wonderful event, and it really does draw probably the biggest crowd of any CrossFit event in mm. Australia at the moment. It's not quite the event regionals was mm. in terms of... Uh, it had pyrotechnics. It did. Uh, the, there was yeah, flames. That, that was pretty cool. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was me at the time, and now I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> could you feel that on the floor? You could. It oh, was it's very fucking warm. hot. No, you <laughs> could feel it standing near it <laughs> on the other crazy. side. Yeah. 
Um, I was thinking, like, every time I was watching, I'm like, there's this guy pressing the button to make the flames go up, and he's like, that's $100. That's that's $1,000 every time he pushes that button. Just guess. How much self-control would it take if you had that button to not just hit it all the time? (laughs) Yeah. Or just, like, hold it down. I wonder if they have a regulation for how often they compress it so it should not heat the venue up too much. Probably. Surely. You'd want to hope so. Um, And how did you feel that you went at Torian 2021? Was it 2021? Was it this year? Yeah, I guess it was. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't even remember. I know. I feel like it was a I feel like that was a lifetime ago. I mean, good, considering I hadn't prepared much. Yeah. I remember there was, you know, the one handstand walking event. (laughs) I was like, guess I'm going all in on this. Nailed it. Yay. Was quite surprised because I don't think I'd done a handstand walk in training for, like, the six months prior to that. Yeah. I wasn't very impressed with your handstand one because I knew you were going to do well anyway. I was impressed with your lifting and you did really well because you hit like 95 or 97 I kilos. Think I hit 97. It was 97 and then it was 102, yeah. wasn't it? I think it was 100 then 102. Oh yeah. I'm doing pretty small jumps. That was pretty impressive to me and like Mate, I you crushed I, it. I knew you'd do good at the handstand yeah. walk, whether you practiced them or not. I mean, lately. like the handstand walk one. What I was going to say is, I just went all in on that one and I didn't have the training volume behind me to be able to recover from mm. that. Mm. Like I had not done handstand walks in ages. I just do not train them mm. unless it comes up occasionally in a class workout. And then there was like double unders and assault bike after that. And I just absolutely fell to pieces. Like just could not use my arms properly for the rest of the competition. I was just like, hey, it's worth it. You're not trying to qualify for the games. Yeah. Right, have some fun for one event and then See what happens. Yeah. But yeah, no, very, very happy with that lifting. Always definitely lift better in a competition with a crowd. Yeah, we had that conversation. Um, Yeah, that's just. Does make a difference. Yeah. Question How do you feel going from that environment at CrossFit where it's Mm -hmm. like everybody's there and it's like, whoa, Mm -hmm. to then lifting on a platform where no one says a word at nationals? (laughs) Yeah, the silence. Um, Yeah. I definitely prefer the crowd. Oh my god, me too. Um, (laughs) It's just so much easier to overthink when there's nothing to fill the silence. Yep. You gotta really have like your one cue that you're focusing on or something to kind of stay on track because otherwise it's just panic moment. Yeah. How how do I lift again? Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely get more nervous lifting on a platform, Mm. but I do still get. Like the adrenaline boost of being a bit At nervous a on a platform. Yeah. Um, when when lifting, so you can still kind of use that. Yeah. I find it so. I mm. find it so interesting, like at the CrossFit Games and other events where it's like you've got 20 seconds to hit your lift, mm. and they fail it, and then they just like hands back on the bar, hit it, perfect. Yeah. And it's just like that's the difference between, like, they're the best CrossFitters in the world, mm. but they're still not anywhere near the best Olympic weightlifters in the world. And it's like, I think you, like, I mean, given how many opportunities, if, like, if you had done a snatch or a clean and jerk and you say you missed it on the platform, if you're like, just give me one more second and I could do it, you could do it again. And you know you could, and it's like, but that was my third attempt and I can't do anything about it. (laughs) So I feel like... I feel like that pressure that you feel when you're in that situation, yeah. when you go out to CrossFit, you're like, I can do this. You're like, even if I miss it twice, I know I've got it on the third one. Yeah, how many times? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, yeah, I always find that interesting because some people like the silence. Some people like the calmness of it. I just, I'm not that person mm-hmm. either. I like the hype and the vibe. Definitely. I also just get really weirded out by warming up differently. As like in? When I'm doing a lifting comp and you're like warming up on a schedule rather mm. than like, I feel good now. I'll put five kilos on the bar and do a lift and then yep. see where I go from there. So that stressed me out when I went there and Miles was like, all right, Greg, you can tell Courtney when to warm up and stuff and I had my piece of paper and he was like oh but watch out for this lady this lady this lady and this lady because they're going to skip skip their jumps yeah. and so she's going to be on in 15 minutes not 25 minutes and I'm like how the fuck do you know that <laughs> like, how, like what do you want me to do just like get ready to go and lift whenever you want yeah. like, he's like no nah, I want her to hit 55 she needs to be here at this time at this lift it's like this so official definitely a process to it yeah yeah yeah, it's funny, whenever you get people that are learning, you're like, okay, so we've got 17 lifts and it will have like, you know, we might have 19 minutes because this person's following that per- and they just look at you and they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like when I tell you the lift, lift, lift whatever I have currently put on the Yeah, bar. yeah. That's one of the best things though is other people loading your bars. Getting everything ready, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's, I mean, out of all your experiences at the Games, what, what was your favourite? What year was your favourite? I mean, 20, oh, 2015 was fun for a different reason. Yeah. Um, and 2018 was definitely more enjoyable than 2019. Yeah. Was that the crit race? Crit was fun. Crit was really good. Um, I was definitely not aggressive enough. I feel like the 2018 Games just taught me to be, like, more confident and aggressive just mm. in general. Yeah, I personally don't really like them big all-in starts. It's like the girls and the guys got the same time. There's 45 people out there, and I'm just like, ah, uh, just it just looks like whoever gets out to the front with yeah. their elbows, the guys then they're better. turned out a bit more like a proper bike race, and the girls was just like this one big clump that stayed together, together. the whole time. Mm. And there were people who I know are not amazing bike riders based on we did a time trial the day before who happened to be in that swept along with that mob um and then you know just do a sprint to the finish the Mm. last half lap or so so it i really would have liked that to be a bit more strung out um kind of like the men's was but i think that's you know comes with the territory of doing a new exercise that people haven't done before we'll go into your uh worst experience in a second but i just (laughs) thought you know with the games like i was not expecting things like the crit race because i didn't know they were even that popular Mm. but like i had to go buy different pedals for my road bike um when they announced that and like get some clip-in shoes and start practicing yeah right is it different different it's i mean it's good you can go faster you just have to make sure you're all good with how to clip in and get going fast because you don't want to be left behind at the start yeah and then how to stop and get your foot out and not fall on your face so they've done like the crit race they've done like paddle boarding and stuff um that's another thing i got so much better at after it was at the games like (laughs) i did it at the games and i was bad at it yeah and then i went and learned how to do it and i didn't get a chance to redo it you're an aussie you're supposed to be really good at that Um, I just kind of like look at other sports and I'm like trying to think where they could go and I'm surprised they haven't gone down this route yet of kettlebell sport. Mm. Have you seen like the Russians? It's so big in Eastern Europe. It's hectic. It's like 10 minute kettlebell tests and it's like they do it for like 
police training. Mm-hmm. It's like how many snatches can you do unbroken? Yeah. Ten minutes of max. And I could just it's it's a sport in itself and we'd love kettlebells as crossfitters. Why haven't they but that's I'm what I said about they the open. Done that yet. Yeah. Remember I was like I, I would like to see a kettlebell in the open, but yeah. I like there are so many variables that you probably can't police in the open, but you can probably do it at the games. Yeah, I think that would that would always make it standard and that'd be easier to do that at the games than people in their gym yeah. being judged by it. Do you think that the Diane thing that just happened, the deadlift and freestanding handstand push-ups, mm-hmm. in three years' time, it'll be strict handstand push-ups? Strict freestanding? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I mean... It looks so messy doing the kipping ones. I think they put the lines too close together. No. No? It's just like, it was a perfect step. But like, even in the level one CrossFit training guide, they talk about handstand push-ups and they talk about like, these are what we do, but in gymnastics world, they do them in the middle of the room. Mm. And they don't use their hips, they just use their shoulders. Mm. And so I feel like we're not even at the Olympic gymnast level yet. Obviously, we're CrossFitters. But you're not at the Olympic no but we're doing them movements we're doing strict muscle ups why aren't we doing strict freestanding handstand push-ups and i feel like we don't put a lot of time into balance as we would endurance yeah but we we do do strict handstand push-ups yeah there shouldn't be much difference to a freestanding one people just don't want to put in the dedication and the time but i think that that's the way that that event could go Mm. i would rather see them go more broad than more specific on those things so you know they did they did but they did ring test and push-ups and everyone's like oh maybe next year they'll come back and there'll be a muscle up into the handstand push-up for everyone and things like that and they just move away from it yeah um but i would love to see them do more of the tests that are already a known test in another sport because they keep shying away from doing like a 5k mm. right? or an actual or triathlon or something like a, a proper olympic distance triathlon because they don't want to be compared to all of the athletes yeah that do that, that train for that and all of the average joes who train for that and are going to have a better time than i thought they would have gone like, with I, I would have thought so too but they don't but they keep not doing it and i would love to see it because i think you can have you know a broad test that includes all of those things but you have like a 1RM deadlift in there next year, Olympic distance triathlon, so that people, you know, who are amazing at that one need to also be amazing mm. at that one. That's a true indication of, well, that's what I always thought. I'm like, don't you want something that's already quantifiable, something that you can like, you know, that's been tested and tried and you have mm. an expectation on it mm. or like there's a certain level that, you know, we're asking for as opposed to being like, oh, we'll try freestanding handstand push-ups and just see what happens, <laughs> you know? Well, I guess they can compare the snatch and the clean and jerk and the deadlift and all that stuff to powerlifters yeah. and weightlifters. Yeah, But yeah, we, we, you know, we've done a marathon row, but even the rowers... Would never do that. The pros were like, we don't do this. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Why, why would we sit on a rower for three hours? Yeah. 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 So I feel like I feel like you're right. I would like to see some more like official, like, because if you're gonna, in my head, I think if we're gonna claim to be the fittest on earth, okay, we'll pick all. It's like a giant decathlon, right? Yeah, like have fifty different events. Yeah. If you really want, yeah. and just publish them. See if anyone can be, you know. Yeah. Scores. I don't think having a workout be known. Ahead of time, mm. really 
you can't suddenly do a two and a half minute Fran just because you know what Fran is. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't magically make you able to do that workout any better than someone else because you know it mm. and you're able to prepare for it. Right? You still need the fitness. <laughs> you still need to have that skill level and ability to perform. Yeah. I mean, well, there's a 15 events. So why couldn't they just have a one rep max snatch or clean and jerk or both, mm. event one, a five kilometer run, why or is that uh, more valid than a one rep max overhead squat or a deadlift or a well, yeah, anything, or but like <laughs> a something one to compare to a different sport. Yeah. yeah. So like an overhead squat, no one's really doing yeah, that sure. other than CrossFitters, but yeah. um, but then a triathlon event two, and then something gymnasticy, like I don't know. See, the problem is that no actual proper gymnastics. Crossfitters would be able to do. Yeah. Like no, none. The they can't do beam. They that's can't do ball. They can't do. That's why I feel like there's so much more wiggle room in the gymnastics world. Also, there is a lot of gymnastics strength testing that is pretty well documented. So there's, particularly in the US, all of the testing that they do of the young kids as they're progressing through levels. Mm. For like a level ten they have or something. A very standardized test with like benchmarks of. You have to be able to conditioning do conditioning for gymnastics, not even gymnastics. Can skills. you give us an example? Like a max handstand hold. Yeah, max handstand hold is a good one. Like how many? I suppose like, done that. What they would call mm. leg lifts? Can you do so? It's effectively like a strict toaster bar, but with your back against yeah. the wall, yeah. holding yeah. onto a bar, legs to the bar, legs down. Mm. Um, like press to handstands. Yeah. So like straddle press up to handstand, back down to a straddle. How many in a row can you do? Mm. Stuff like that. Um, it'd have like an L sit hold. Mm. Um, you know, all those things that they've are... They've done the L-sit hold before. They have, yeah. And they've done the max handstand hold. Have they done the max handstand hold? At the, oh, the games online that. portion. Oh, yeah. But it was like, you can... You gotta be in the square. square. Yeah, it's in the square. It's like it should be like, no, no, no. Your hands can't move. It's basically a handstand walk for max time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back and forward, back and forward. Like, that's how I learnt to handstand walk when I was like... Uh, to, to handstand hold when I was like seven, they'd give you a hula hoop and they'd say stay in the hula hoop but eventually when you're good enough we'll take the hula hoop away and mm. you just have to stay still. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's like we start with this much room like and then <laughs> yeah and then we bring you in. Yeah. That's cool. I'd like to know more tests in, yeah. in the gymnastics realm. I think um, yeah well in my head I just think if we're going to claim to be the fittest well then you've got to pick different sports and take from them not shy away from the comparison yeah, yeah because i think that's the whole point right you know and like it's like it, it's not to say that we can't have crossfit workouts of course we're still crossfit so you still have your amraps you still have your whatever it is um but but there's 15 events typically what I mean. so you there's so much space to do that but i feel like out of them 15 events 12 of them were just crossfit workouts yeah and the others were like and paddle swim you know like your yeah. endurancey ones and yeah. stuff i guess i don't like how predictable the non-crossfit ones yes tend it, to be. i was like, so disappointed they're always gonna have a swim and either a paddle board or a kayak or some kind of paddle implement yeah um and you know they'll always have a longish run and hey yeah it's could be a little more varied. I'd, I'd really like to see a games that genuinely throws some new things out there that people are not prepared for. Like, I absolutely love watching the whole field be totally unprepared to climb a pegboard. 
Because <laughs> that is not the hardest thing to do. I do un- understand that they'd had a very On the last arm day, intensive, yeah. Arm intensive whole week of games, events leading up to it. But being familiar with how hard it is to climb a pegboard, all of those athletes now would be capable of doing a pegboard climb after that week of games competition. Yeah. yeah. Right? And to me, that's just like basic athleticism. But I think people spend too much time just in the gym doing exercises they know in the gym yeah. and need to kind of broaden their horizons and just do things that help them move more athletically in general. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I My favourite CrossFit events workout was the wheelbarrow across the stadium moving weight and they had to come out of the stadium and throw it over and put the thing in and and if it tipped it's like well we'll fucking pick it it back up up. let's go i love that that. to me that's what crossfit was that the one where they had to throw it up yeah and over yeah Yeah. and they'd like stack the sandbag so they could stand on it and And the shorter people were just like yeah how do i get it over i don't know what to do i love that yeah yeah no, I, that, I totally agree. That is the sort of event I love to see at the games because no one's prepared yeah. for that exactly. It's an application of your fitness. Yeah, and it's not a traditional, yeah. And it just so beautifully fits the definition of just doing work, as much work as possible in a short a time frame mm. as possible. Mm. Yeah, that's very good. Um, well, it's quarter past two. Yes, i got to go... Courtney has to go back to work. I have a desk job. <laughs> you believe it. A desk job, even. How dare you? <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being on our podcast. You're it's been welcome. very good debriefing all this stuff with you. <laughs> this guy's trying to eat my can right now. Aww. You can't have it, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you'll you'll eat it in like the. We gave him a chicken neck. Oh my god. Yeah, I gave him. This guy <laughs> swallowed it whole. I'm not even kidding you. It was just like oh. And we're just like, where the hell did it go? Like, I was like, well, I can never give you one again because I'm going to have to watch you every single time. that has to come out of your bum, you know that? So that's going to hurt, That's not going to feel good, bro. (laughs) But, um, yeah, he doesn't have a stop button when it comes to eating, so he can't be trusted. No. Well, good. Let's leave it there then, hey? And we'll uh, reconvene next week. Yeah, thanks, Court. Thank Thank you, Court. Bye. 